A TV series lives three lives. The first ends with a series finale, the second with the rewatch of the series, and the third with a fan commentary podcast that accompanies the rewatch of the series. It is inevitable that they go through all three stages. The first watch will turn into a rewatch, and a rewatch into what you see before you. Travelers, a dark podcast. Travelers, a dark podcast. This is season two. We are finally uh, tackling season two of Dark, the Netflix show from Germany. And uh, I have with me, I'm the co-host, or I'm the host, sorry, Brad LeBaron. And I have my co-host with me, as always, Mel LeBaron. How's it going, Mel? Hey pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. And uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we we finally uh, uh, got together to do Dark Season Two. I know it's been a few weeks, um, but uh, we we just had a lot going on. Just need a little bit of time. But we're back. We're back for Season Two, and uh, there's a whole lot of time travel nonsense to unravel. And uh, uh, Mel, you want to introduce uh, today's guest? Actually, this time. Yeah, hi, my dear friend Megan. Um, hi. Welcome, Megan. Hello. Welcome, Megan. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, welcome. My first ever podcast. So nice, nice. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, I think that uh, uh, yeah, it's it's. uh, I I I was I was about to let you do the intro, and then I just started doing my host thing. Mel, would you like to continue (laughs) with your intro? (laughs) So, Megan, how do we know each other? How do we know each other? Well, how long has it been now? Like five years. Five years. No, six. Hmm. Yeah, it's been five or six. So that yeah, we met right. while I was at work because I used to work at a coffee shop, which sadly no longer exists. Yeah. And that uh, yeah. was a frequent flyer. Uh-huh. And uh, one day she was knitting this enormous beautiful intricate shawl that literally made my jaw drop as I was walking by and then I demanded that she show it to me and you know <laughs> luckily Mel being the person that she is didn't think that was weird at all she actually loved it so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice and that's how it started yeah no, I have a couple of fish hats from Mel that are uh, pretty no. pretty intense our whole family I think has some yes the famous fish hat yes <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you, so you've been a uh, family friend as well um, for, you know, since you've been friends with Mel. And uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we've we've gotten together on the holidays several times. Uh, not this year, probably, but, uh, you know, yeah. uh, most years, you know, we're, we're, you know, seeing each other and talking about stuff. But, um, yeah, what about, uh, 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 are you a a big fan of dark or how did you get into dark i know the answer but um i am and i yeah i'm trying to remember but i do think i first started watching it on mel's suggestion yes mel does Um, have great suggestions for tv shows that's how i got well i didn't get into dark because of it but we 
we connected really hard once that she found out that I also watched it. But, yeah. But yeah, Mel, Mel uh, you know, if, if you don't know from um, other episodes, Mel is really into just uh, uh, culture from other places and other languages. And she's always ahead of uh, ahead of the times with that uh, than most of the other people I know. Like, I you often know, like, have you seen this one French show? Have you seen this Norwegian show? It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you know. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to read subtitles. Like, I don't want to read my show. And it's like, but they're good. I know, yeah. I've also been watching Korean TV for 11 years. Yep, yep. Yeah. I I don't even really notice the subtitles. It's just natural. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. So, So, yeah. So yeah, you suggested it uh, to Megan. And then, um, so you've seen... Uh, all of Dark, is that right? Yes. Okay. I so... just actually finished season three two days ago. Oh, okay. Nice. Did you? So I'm uh... still fresh, sort of like tumbling the ideas around. Yeah. 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 It was pretty much like yeah. At the very end of season three, it's like okay, yeah. I think I need. I think I need uh, uh, maybe a week, and then I'm, I need to dive back in because there's still questions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, uh, the sound that you heard at the beginning, uh, of the episode is a really familiar tone and that is, uh, kind of, it, it, I just, you know, I'll be honest, I stopped and I haven't seen any dark until yesterday when I started preparing for the podcast and like immediately when this tone came in, I was like, Oh yes, dark is back. I'm back in. I'm immediately back in the zone, and uh, yeah, me and Mel were kind of talking about that last night and how how well they do uh, in particular in this show. But um, yeah, yeah. What do you, what uh, uh, what do you uh, think about these uh, uh, the the idea of this kind of atmosphere that's being set for a show, Mel? <laughs> Uh, I, I, it sets the tone really quickly without words. Uh-huh. It kind of ent- brings you back into the world, as you kind of already said. Um, well, you were mentioning um, some shows that it reminded you of uh, from the past. Yes. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. Um, I, I think, sadly, with a lot of streaming TV, they don't really focus on the the theme song anymore mm-hmm. but the theme mm-hmm. song can be such a good launching off point mm-hmm. for regular viewers yeah and yeah. Uh, i thought of lost mm-hmm. yeah yeah we were talking about that yeah but the old tv show called heroes is also has a very unique ominous kind of intro mm-hmm. that if you hear it you instantly know like it's just great how it creates. Yeah, and if you've heard past episodes, I think we have mentioned both of those shows before. Oh, I think yeah. we were, uh, uh, we both watched Heroes together, and then yeah. with uh, um, with the other one, like you lost, you were really into it from the gate, and then I watched it after it was all over, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was quite a cultural touchstone at the time. Yeah. 
Now, um, uh, Megan, do you have you uh, are you familiar with either of the, those shows? I'm well. I haven't watched either of them. Suppose okay. I know the premise of Lost just from it being talked about so much in popular culture, but no, well, I have not seen them. Well, let's try something then. Um, so we have two clips. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which shows which, but let's see if you can uh, you can point out uh, which ones which just by the sound. So here's okay. uh, here's the first one, and then I'll play the second. One. There's that, and then here's the other one. Now, one of those is Heroes, and one of those is Lost. Uh, is the second one Lost? Yes, yes. The second one okay. is Lost. It, it does sound like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, even though I've never seen it. It sounds yeah, like what yeah. I would imagine it would sound like. <laughs> yeah, like the Heroes one could be Lost, but the Lost one couldn't be Heroes. So it sounds like all three of them have like reverberations in the music. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to figure out what the common thread is. It's, well, it's it's like they have they have like a, a tone kind of that's like holding it all together. It's mm -hmm. really deep and bassy and yeah, yeah, it really gets in your and slightly discorded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and what I like about them, what what I notice about them is they're like not tr traditional, uh, um, like music bits. They're not like it's not like it's a, a a music lick that you're supposed to like remember and repeat. It is a a tone shift to get you in the you know the mind space that they want you in. You know, like 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 uh, uh, theme songs for um, uh, like Family Matters and uh, sitcoms. Yeah, the main, sitcoms. The all the characters. Yeah, yeah. Even well, even you know some dramas like you know um, you have uh, CSI had like the big epic songs from The Who. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that it was. I think it was around the time of like Heroes and Lost, at least for me, I started noticing these kind of more, uh, uh, I don't know, like smaller, uh, less intense uh, intros, less uh, music oriented, more like just sound. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that they started doing that because I mean, theme songs were way too long, honestly. And uh, it was nice to just have a little plap, and then the show's going. But uh, yeah, let's get into uh, Dark, though. Um, yeah, season two. It is, uh, it's eight months later. Um, a, lot has, a lot has changed. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, we were going we to start the conversation by getting into kind of like, uh, uh, how they make that transition from season one to season two with like, you know, kind of the loose threads and, um, you know, all that. But feel free to interrupt me, Mel, whenever you want to, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah. Uh, like for instance, like we have a few, uh, you know, a few things like you know, there's Bartage and Martha, there's uh, Noah and the uh, his the, the person that he's now answering to. Um, so I think Mel, you you were talking about Bartage and uh, Martha and how you uh, really appreciated how that was um, kind of wrapped up. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, I think it uh, set the tone for season two. Uh, uh, season one was a lot more about character development, finding out how we're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there's no time for teenage drama anymore. We gotta just go. Uh, so yeah, I think they're like, yeah. all right, yeah. let's, let's end the thing with the triangle with Martha, Jonas, and Gartage, and just move on. Uh, mm -hmm. We've now kind of established uh, the more realities and foundation of those characters and yeah. just forward. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh uh Magnus and um and Francisca. Francisca. Where it's like they, they they still have drama, but like it the, the drama in these episodes are very real and very like I mean, you know, it's like this is gonna be a, a, a turning point in the relationship, no matter what. It's like, you know, it's it's something that relationships might go through. Um, so it's, it's less, I guess, drama than like a continuation of their story to me. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's like they they're they're tying up some things um, that were kind of uh, left in season two. Um, like, yeah, the love triangle, um, you got, uh, no, Noah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Noah answering to this new character, Adam. So, you know, yeah, you know, they're gonna move away from the, the, um, world building aspect. Yeah. And they're like, okay. We're here now. Let's move forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just going to say, like, it seems like. I, I can see what you mean uh, when you were saying uh, about season one that like they didn't necessarily know they were going to get a second season because oh, yep. like the way that they approach the first two episodes of this is like very much like very um, deliberate. Yeah, very deliberate. Like, all right, we need to cap off certain things and start some certain new things um, so that it's not overly complicated because it's already very complicated being a time travel story and i think that maybe that was something they were realizing right um, yeah. uh what do you think megan what do you think about uh about some of the uh kind of developments uh that they kind of put through these episodes um yeah so i was just thinking that um the split between martha and bartage is significant because it sets them on their two separate paths now. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, Bartage's relationship with Martha was the only thing that was kind of keeping him from being fully vulnerable to Noah's influence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, good point. Which we, because, you know, he's like texting, getting texted. So yeah. but now that like, you know, Martha's gone, he and his family life is a wreck. His, you know, his mom is dying. He has nothing left. Mm -hmm. So when people are vulnerable and they have nothing to yeah. lose, they sort of become a uh, victim to 
I don't know, nefarious influences, so to speak. So that shows like what's going to build up later, how like, yeah. he's being groomed, but we don't know yet what yeah. he's being groomed for. Well, yeah, there's a lot of um, trauma in the beginning of this episode um, in like everyone's arc, it seems, you know, because like, especially with the Noah, like, I mean, sorry, the Bartage and um, Martha scene, like... They also kind of trade their stories as far as right. like what's really fucked up in their own lives. Sorry, messed up in their own lives. Um, <laughs> like, because uh, cause Noah right. or Bartage, you know, his his mom has cancer. Uh, he's go do, dealing with the stuff with Noah. He's keeping secrets from everyone. And, you know, Martha uh, or Marta didn't work out. And then on Marta's side, she's just got all sorts of family problems uh out yeah, her the gate. whole family is a mess <laughs> yeah yeah uh i mean two missing family members one that is like you know effectively gone because katarina is like just out following ulrich's breadcrumbs yeah. and so yeah it really establishes very quickly like everyone has a lot of baggage right now everyone mm -hmm. has gone through a lot um there's, uh, uh, I won't get too much into this scene, but Hannah, you know, she has a really intense scene where she gets that gun that she got from uh, Alexander a long time ago, and she's about to uh, uh, kill herself, and she gets stopped. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, she is just devastated because, you know, Jonas is gone. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, like, the last thing that she had left. Yeah. You know, Ulrich is gone. Her husband's gone. Mm -hmm. Jonas is gone. So now she literally has nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, pretty much everyone from the main or the uh, uh, present day 2019 timeline, or I guess 2020 now. Um, right? Isn't 2020 in the episode now? Yeah, I think so. I always, I, always really, I get so confused. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> I always get so confused because it's like, it's also our time. Like we are living in right. 2020. So it's like, it's, I almost wish that they would have gone like five more years in the future or something so that it was like not reality. Um, yes, I do. I do think it's 2020 because it's like 1986 then 2020 and then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause this, yeah, 2019 19, or, was the, the fall and then 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like 2050 something is like yeah. 2053, I believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, 2052. Okay. Right. Something like that. Yeah, that would be 33 years. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's this show. It forces you to <laughs> do yeah. a lot of math. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, why are we talking about years? Um. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're trying to figure out where oh, yes. all the characters yeah, are yeah. now. 2019, so that might yes. be useful. I was going to say, most of, so. most of the, the updating is the 2019, 2020 characters. Like, it's not like we go through, like, uh, and see the trauma happening. with Because I feel like most of it, like, most of the 2019 characters know about all of the messed up stuff, whereas the people in the past are a little Don't more... Yet. Yeah. Or w would it be useful to maybe recap where all the characters are now? So Mickle is yeah. in yeah. 1986. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Jonas is in 2052 yep. right now, yep. right? Yes. Warish is... 
Ulrich in, is in like the 1950s, no. right? Well, no, he well he's in 86 now, but oh, yes, he is. A, he is also technically in the 50s, but he's effectively gone from that storyline. Really old Ulrich, basically. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay. So he uh, he's in 86 well. as older Ulrich, oldest Ulrich. Um, and then, um, let's see, what other travelers um, Claudia. that we know of? We don't know what time period the opening scene is. We don't know who, like, young yeah. Noah and the mystery man, where, what time period that is. Yeah. I think um, we can assume that's really, it's in the, like, pretty far in the past. past though, yeah, because, yeah, because like, they're, they're building the tunnel at that time. They're building the so. tunnel, they're building the church. Right. Um, so... Yeah, it's got to be pretty, pretty like so. So yeah, Noah is all over the place, of course. Right. Um, and then uh, so yeah, we don't know what that time period is, and I'm trying to think: is there anyone else we're we're forgetting about? Uh, Helga. Mag I don't think so at this point. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Magnus's hair has grown. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can see the the blonde in his hair from uh, the the previous. You know. I also just noticed uh, this is not really anything to do with the show, but the actor who plays Mikkel, I can see he's going through puberty much more mm -hmm. evidently. He is much more of a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I can't tell. Okay, here's the thing. I can't tell for some characters if it's actually regular puberty or if it's just like really good, like, um, outfit. And, and... I couldn't uh, tell as much with Mikkel, but there was like a, a, um, Regina looks a lot older, but I thought that that was more just makeup and her. Oh, I agree for her. Yeah. Because yeah. she's supposed to look really sick. Well, no, no, no. I'm so, sorry, young Regina. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I got. I got to put my my uh, uh, time pronouns <laughs> in front of them. Time <laughs> <laughs> young Regina um, <laughs> looks a lot older, uh, even though I don't think she's actually the actress. Is doesn't seem that much older. Mm -hmm. She's just more mature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's uh, yeah there there are there's a lot of like striking ch like changes in just how everyone looks. They did a really good job with just portraying just eight months in the future. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas I gotta say, I, so this is this is a dumb MCU thing. But one thing the MCU did badly is they had this whole thing where Black Widow like grew her hair out and then like you see her in the trailers and her hair like she has some of the blonde hair still but the red's coming in. And it's supposed to be five years in the future, right? But like there's just no way that that's how slowly her hair would grow. So it like it was a really like they, they basically faked out everyone with the trailers with that. Now, when I saw Magnus's hair, I was like, now that is the proper amount of length for the right. amount of time. Um, but yeah, that, that just, that's just always bugged me about the MCU that no one seems to uh, address. Well, Dark is really, really good at continuity. Yeah, I think yeah. they almost have to if you have a time travel show. Because yeah. you have to establish where you are, when you are. Visually, mm -hmm. really quickly. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and they, yeah, that's what they excel at in this show. I, I um, especially 
appreciated when I saw the two Noahs sitting next to each other. Oh, that yeah. Like, oh, amazing casting, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Side by side, and I was like, I, I believe yeah. that this, this old Noah yeah, could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I got to say, young Noah is a great actor. I really, really yeah. enjoy his acting. Um, I mean, we've only, we haven't seen a lot of him yet, but um, mm-hmm. just in general, I enjoy what he brings to the table. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He yeah. seems more vulnerable and human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas Noah is like very, he almost has Old like Noah just the same. Pretty, he's, he's, he's just doing what he Disturbing is what he is. He's just got this like. <laughs> Every time Noah older Noah's on the screen, I'm just like, oh, bad vibes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there's also I just want to mention one more uh, loose end that they kind of tie up before we move on, and that is uh, the one-eyed man. So this is something Wooler is his uh, last name. Um, this is something I didn't necessarily notice uh, um, the first watch through because like I was really trying to figure out like why is he suspicious why was he connected to alexander do they ever tie up that one and i yeah i think in this episode is where they tie it up because uh he goes and he uh he pays his sister who is the prostitute um from season one um, he pays her for her having watched the truck full of the barrels of the nuclear waste. So like, mm. so yeah, he, so basically, yeah, Alexander basically hired him to hire his sister to watch the nuclear waste. And that is how he is connected to Alexander. I'm obsessed with okay. the one-eyed man. So he's involved in the cover-up operation. Yes. Because uh, yes. Alexander wants to hide that there was an accident so he yes. can make the case for the plant to stay open. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes. So that makes sense. And, and then, you work in the police department, correct? Yep, yep. All... Right. What? Yes, right. So good, good old police corruption, huh? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Exactly. Even in Western <laughs> Germany, you know, you can't you can't escape it. And it's really perfect. If who would ever suspect him of any wrongdoing? He's so earnest. Well, yeah, every, no and one pays attention to, be, to him. Yeah, and that's what I was just gonna say that he seems to be somebody that people kind of ignore. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just sort of like does what he's told. Yeah. Sort of like an assistant, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, we still or, don't know or they what. they leave him out. We still don't know why he lost his eye, though. I, I'm still. I, I still, I'm pretty sure that they don't, I don't know. I don't think they tell they you what the happened with that, <laughs> but I'm watching for it. I'm mm. going to, I'm going to find out. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's just my one-eyed man uh, uh, insight for the episode. Um, and I guess we also see, is that the first time that we know that Wooler and Benny are um, siblings? I believe so. Yes. Yes. So we kind of see how Benny ties more into the family. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because in the previous season, she was just sort of like the prostitute who, yeah, like, Peter yeah. is cheating on his wife with, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, like, doesn't have any sort of, like, family background or any sort of, like... Yeah, I think this uh, is the first that, time Wooler is uh, connected to someone in that way. Right. Yeah, because otherwise true. he's just been, you know, Wooler. <laughs> but yeah, I completely forgot that storyline. 
Um, but yeah, there is a there is one other. I, I guess we should probably talk about this too. Um, there's a new character um, introduced in season two, and that is Investigator Clausen. Mm. And uh, I really enjoy this character. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just comes in like you know he's he's been brought in eight months later because. All of, uh, you know, obviously there are a lot of people missing, um, including they do they do mention Helga's missing. So I think that Helga just kind of gets lumped in with all the rest of the missing people. Poor Helga. Yeah, poor, poor Helga. He's, he's, so, uh, he's basically brought in because he thinks that the police department is incompetent and that's why they're not solving this yeah, yeah. mystery. Yep. Mm-hmm. And well, he treats them all like they're incompetent as well. Oh yeah, he has a real like <laughs> complex about him. He, uh-huh. he he definitely and he is. That's the thing. He that's what I like about him though is like he is very very like perceptive. He's good at what he does, right. but he is also a huge prick. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of like Sherlock feel Holmes. Like he almost he like there's a few moments where he like almost stumbles upon something and just doesn't quite yeah. put the pieces together it's yeah. almost like frustrating to watch yeah it's like you're yeah. so close but like but just, he is and we also find out he has his own agenda too so. yes but he does he does stumble through the pieces a lot faster than other characters that's, that's one true. thing like a lot of like even um yeah we should mention martha and magnus discovering the box from uh ulrich you know, mm-hmm. they discover immediately what uh, Katarina is doing all the time. They find, uh, you know, the picture of, um, oh, I forget. Noah. Noah? Oh, is it Noah? Of Different character. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of people oh, are making, yeah, I was going to say, a lot of characters are making these connections and starting to kind of become the, travelers a little bit. Starting because, to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, except Egon. Yeah. Poor uh, Egon. Poor Egon. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah, so this is the episode where Martha starts to catch on to what's going on. Magnus is kind of like sort of in it but it's like Martha's really the one who's like starting to catch on yeah Magnus was on to something else that he didn't understand and then he you know he made like really horrible assumptions about Francisca and she was like well screw you (laughs) rightfully so yeah yeah um Um, what were you saying though I'm trying to remember and then uh I can't even remember people's names anymore. Everyone's everyone's discovering stuff though. Everyone is is uh, is learning a lot in a short amount of time compared to season one. Um, but yeah, Clausen he's he's kind of he's getting on the he, he's getting on the trail. He he knows something is 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 up. He can tell. I mean, I think that I think I, I like his character because it's a foil to Winden. Because in season one, it's so insular and like, um, you know, everyone's keeping secrets from everyone. But like, I think that if an outsider came into town, just any outsider, honestly, they'd be like, something's not right here, you know? And so pinpoint what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I'm glad that he's like a fresh set of eyes on the story 
and on he the has no allegiance to anyone. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. He's he's not evil or good. He's not on the trail of time travel. He doesn't know the supernatural stuff happening at all. So for him, you know, everything has a logical explanation. He just needs to find it. So mm-hmm. um, I like what he said. You know what he says about the elephant. He brings that an elephant analogy to the the public, where he's like. Uh, a bunch of people that look at an elephant see it in a bunch of different ways, but if you look, you know, one person looks at it from a bunch of different angles, then you see it. Right. Yeah. That old, you know, verbiage. Um, verbiage. Uh, that's not the right word. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like that he yeah, he brings a new perspective, and uh, but yeah, he can tell that a lot of people are hiding things. I'm sure he knows that... Uh, uh, Charlotte is hiding something because she's acting sketchy as hell in these two episodes. Yeah, um, she is. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, just. Oh, I gotta go get my kid. Oh, I suddenly have to go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Clausen doesn't just assume that she is responsible for their like them being gone, I don't know. <laughs> I think he probably just thinks that someone knows who did it and is covering it up to protect that person. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah, he probably um, thinks someone in the town has done it, and it's like a town. People secret. know about it, but they're hiding it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I actually do think it's interesting, though, that that they it starts hinting that he has his own agenda too, though, which it makes yeah. you wonder why is he really here? Is he really yeah. here to solve this mystery, or is he trying to solve his own mystery? I don't know if it goes into it quite yet, but it like hints at it because yeah. he's like questioning Regina, like why did your husband take your name? Like yeah. that's so weird, and then she has no idea like why he's asking about that. Yeah, and it, it yeah. would seem kind of like out of nowhere to be asked about that. So yeah, that's yeah. like the first hint that you know he's not maybe what he seems to be, or he might have his yeah. own mind. Yeah, just I mean, just choosing her first. I mean, I know he gives right. an explanation for it, but it does seem weird to choose a cancer patient uh that's you know suffering from that first right seems kind of ho- go cold, ass her cold, own home cold hearted yeah yeah um you her before she dies. i mean i guess but <laughs> like still it's it's cold mm-hmm. <laughs> you know agreed um, um yeah and then so in terms he, of people who are figuring stuff out yeah you mentioned charlotte okay so that's interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Charlotte and Elizabeth are also piecing things together. Yes, they find a they picture. No idea of Noah with a bunch of people. Yeah, Elizabeth. Uh, they're they're going. They're basically uh, going through their grandfather's things. Uh, Heimlich. Heimlich is that his name? The time travel guy. That that sounds German. It's Tanhouse. Tanhouse. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, Tanhouse is, uh, uh, they're going through his things. He's passed away, I think, already long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they find a picture of uh, Noah, and Elizabeth's like, yo, that's Noah. That's the guy in the But forest. then the picture is from 1921. So, mm-hmm. like, we know that he's a time traveler, but they yes. don't. So, the, yeah. so she's like, how is this possible that my yeah. daughter would see this person? Because he would be an old man by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, because Charlotte is already Charlotte. That's the second picture Charlotte's seen of someone that is the wrong age in an old photo. So Charlotte right. is this is probably the first time Charlotte's starting to think about 
legitimately some time travel stuff. Like one mm-hmm. might be a fluke, but well, Charlotte and uh, her husband—I forget his name right now. Peter. Yeah. Peter, that's right. Charlotte yeah. and Peter now are like collaborating, collaborating. Oh, actually. that's right. Because Peter does right. know a little bit about the time travel because he he's he saw the portal. Information in the bunker, I believe. Yeah, right. and Peter saw the portal speaking. open up the first time, right? Right. Yeah, he yeah. witnessed. So. Yeah, so Charlotte knows that there's some crazy sci-fi stuff, stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth probably doesn't understand it yet. Yeah, they uh, probably haven't really been. Yeah. Elizabeth's probably, probably like, uh, that's it. very weird. Uh, mm-hmm. He has no idea. He's just like, oh, that's the guy. Cool, that's yeah. him. Yeah, speaking that's of Elizabeth, there's a, there's a big one. change for Elizabeth in these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, we, do we know for sure that that's her? I mean, I, I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of that, too, actually. Oh, wait, yeah. I was trying to I was going to say, I feel like I assumed the first watching that was her. I, yeah. I, I think that's a safe. Yeah, yeah, because. Oh, because of the sign language. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there is a scene where they, like, actually have her face closed up, and then, like, it switches to Elizabeth's right, face young. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think you as a viewer are supposed to pick that up. Um, right. So, yeah, Elizabeth apparently has been through some shit. Um, <laughs> right, and, and I think that's interesting that it shows, like, her is, like, really little, and then her is, like, in the far future, yeah. like, w- being obviously very, like, weathered and, like, yeah. has gone through a lot, but then that there's that whole period in between that we have no idea how she got there. It's, like, Actually, the two opposing opposites, young and innocent, and then, like, you know, yeah. older and, like, traumatized. Well, yeah, why don't we <laughs> take violent. this? This has an opportunity to talk about that. There's a new mechanic in uh, Season 2, and that's this countdown to the apocalypse, um, so, uh, the first episode, it is, is it the first episode or second episode that has the six days to the apocalypse? I forget. At some point in the first two episodes, it says six days the until the apocalypse. Yeah. So you know that it is going to happen on, I believe, June 21st, I want to say. Um, but, right. um... Yeah, so there's this, there's this, on top of all the time travel stuff we have now, there is this, like, extra, like, layer added to it, you know, we, because we see the wasteland in Jonas's, uh, well, the future that Jonas gets to, we see the wasteland, we see the aftermath of uh, the apocalypse, and, um, yeah, we also... So he's, like, trying to prevent it now. Yeah, yeah, like, Jonas. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonas again <laughs> knows something that no one else knows in the past, and you know, because you know, because since that's kind of his thing, because he's like the main traveler, is he's like, you know, he doesn't know how he got to where he got, and he's kind of been thrown into all this, but he knows that the apocalypse is going to happen, and he knows that time travel is a thing. So, right. obviously, he's going to try to. Yeah, he's he's trying to. Um, make his way in the wasteland, which I gotta say, um, I more and more think that these that the people that did this were a fan of heroes because this is something heroes was gonna do. They were going to have they were go, like when season two the writer strike happened, they were actually going to make the apocalypse occur right. in the show, but That's it never me. ended up being a thing that was followed through with. 
So this is like, this is almost that kind of storyline, but like as if it were to actually happen, which is like really, really cool for me. Um, but yeah, but it does, um, it, this does make you really wonder about the whole time travel mechanics that were established, um, and what you're, what you are able to do with, uh, uh, time travel, um, there's a new thing introduced, the sphere um, of, you know, the, 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 the matter that kind of uh, apparently is... The god particle? Yeah, the god particle that's like liquid gas and and uh, um, solid at the same time. Oh, because Jonas finds it in the dead zone, so he finds out yeah. like what Elizabeth is hiding from everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we, yeah, you know, let's actually just go through a Jonas, like the Jonas storyline here, because I don't think we've talked about that yet. Um, So at the end of season one, you get the, you know, Jonas hitting the head. Welcome to the future. Um, And then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At the start of this episode, though, when you first see Jonas, he is uh, apparently, you know, walking around doing his thing. Um, So. You're not really sure what uh, happened since the end of season two, but he's walking around the wasteland, uh, kind of familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has all of his stuff stored in the bunker, and it's all yeah. organized mm-hmm. in such a way that looks like he's been camping out there for probably a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he's, uh, uh, <laughs> I think that, is this, yeah, 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 then... He, uh, he he's collecting materials from all over town at different places. He's visiting, like, I think he goes to the police station and the gym of the school because he wants to get, like, a yeah. component. And um, he has all of Claudia's tapes. Yeah, um, yeah. Too. Yeah, So he's been true. listening to them and trying to decipher what they mean, and then she mentions the God Particle in the tapes, yeah. which is probably why he tries to go looking for it. And yeah, I like Where's that... the obvious place to look, right? And the I like that they're starting to, to like establish Claudia as this, uh, you know, the weathered old woman that she becomes. Like they're starting to establish her, um, you know, the the journey on the way there, without her right. actually being in the scenes. Um, or like showing that she knows a lot, like a lot yeah. more than we realize that she knows. Yeah, yeah, and a lot more kind of than being like a force. Yeah. Because like, because we're hearing the future Claudia, and we're watching the oldest Claudia and the younger Claudia or the middle Claudia oh, yeah. before they know about it. So it's like, I always thought that was weird uh, watching it the oh, first yeah. time, just barging into the the off the workplace of yourself. Yeah, like... yeah. Like Claudia's timeline is probably the most uh, convoluted of all. I think I still don't get it, and I finished the whole three seasons, so yeah. that's what I'm gonna have to work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so All yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so she's going through Jonas's. Jonas's, timeline. yeah, she's influencing Jonas. She's well, I mean, her tapes are influencing Jonas to understand more about the nature of the time travel and um, how he can uh, uh, maybe harness it. Because yeah, he goes into. Right the um the the dead zone that is forbidden right. to go into and finds this god particle thing that is like morphing all around and uh uh yeah 
I think he stabilizes the, it for a second, his first attempt. Yeah, because in the tapes, uh, Claudia is saying that you have to like give it a consistent volt of or jolt of energy or electricity, and that's what yeah. stabilizes it. So he tries it for a second, and then the generator dies. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, where am I going to find gas in the apocalypse?" Yeah, the, you yeah. Know, gas stations aren't open, so <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah yeah so he uh he you know you you see for a second it the you know god particle form into a perfect like sphere this black sphere mm -hmm. that um i think you've seen in promotional stuff if you paid attention to yeah the show. um but uh yeah it it, it, it you know uh we know because we were we've watched the two uh episodes that you can enter into that sphere uh, we don't know where it goes yet, but right. yeah, at the end of the second episode, after um, oh, I, I almost forgot. After he uh, he got hung for a second, um, <laughs> he uh, yeah, well, he gets caught. Uh, uh, basically, he gets caught he trying to get back to the reactor after a uh, really cool uh, scene that we're going to talk about in a second, actually. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he he gets back to the reactor, uh, but they are already there. They're like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here. You know what we do to people like this." And uh, so, after like kind of giving this impassioned speech to everyone, like on the uh, uh, in the gallows, essentially like about to be hung, um, he like tells everyone that the the whole prophecy that Elizabeth's talking about is, is, uh, a lie. And like, um, everyone doesn't understand, uh, what's going on and he needs to get back to the past so he can save the world and all this. And, um, uh, yeah. Then Elizabeth like stops him by kicking down the thing and then shoots off the noose and allows him to, to live anyway. So he's hanging there for a second and then, you know, so you know why the Traveler Jonas, Middle Jonas, has the hanging thing. Right, the scar, yeah. So another loose end tied up. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I know everyone in the first season was like, all right, when does, the, does, when does this that? happen? When does that happen? When do those scars right. on the back happen? Um, now, well, I think this is the first time you see the scars on the back, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because Hannah sees the scars on his back when he's visiting. Mm -hmm. um so yeah so yeah i was yeah. gonna say so then going back to middle jonas so yeah yeah so hold on hold on sorry 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 back up so back many up, back jonas's up. so jonas steps into the portal at the end of the episode he he moral of the story he gets away he doesn't die uh uh, uh the the lady that originally hit him with the gun um leads him to the god particle because she's curious now and, uh, yeah, he stabilizes the thing with his gasoline and steps right in the portal. Mm -hmm. And then we have middle Jonas with Hannah who stops her from shooting herself at the, in this, the one of one of the episodes. And, uh, so yeah, Hannah and, uh, Hannah starts to become kind of a traveler. And as middle Jonas explains all this crazy shit that's been going on. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, that opens up a whole other storyline. It's like now Hannah becomes the traveler, 
which, yes. you know, it's the first time that we see that. So now we're like, oh gosh, another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what's going to happen with this now? Which is like, I don't think Jonas, Jonas knows necessarily the bad shit that Hannah's done, you know? So. Seems like he gives her like he he like he's the only one that thinks the best of her, you know. Yeah, Hannah is such a complicated character. I feel like we could talk about Hannah for like an entire episode because I agree. she's one of the only characters that I feel like I swing back and forth a lot. Like some episodes, I like really hate her, and then some episodes, I just feel really bad for her. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't like decide how I feel about her. I still like can't decide how I feel about her. Yeah, um, she's she's got a really complicated like morality to her. Yeah, yeah i'd say so yeah yeah so it's like sometimes she does things that are extremely selfish and cruel but then sometimes she does things that are very kind and like yeah. compassionate so it's very confusing yeah yeah but um yeah she accepts stuff pretty quickly and easily no right she um, does. like everyone in these couple of episodes like you know no, like you were saying mel they like everyone's got to get on the same page you know okay yeah yeah, yeah um so yeah that's a thing he stays the night and she sees the scars on his back um but oh yeah and also she uh gets taken back to the past with him with another right, to time prove like bit. this is real yeah yeah she like literally travels through time mm-hmm. um and uh because he wants to prove to her uh the seriousness of all this so he she goes back in time sees Mikkel as a child and the pieces kind of click and it's like oh i'm i married my son's friend <laughs> yeah or like the the son of the person i've had a crush on for my entire life yeah <laughs> yeah creepy right yeah she's which i also thought that was interesting like she's so obsessed wait. with ulrich and also Ulrich's. married to his son oh my god i didn't realize that part so, so hold like on the... hold on so ulrich's son so the son of the person she's sleeping with yeah, but she's also been she obsessed with him for her entire life. So, so she it's was like, it makes you wonder. With... So maybe, you know what? Maybe that's part of the crux of why she's so messed up in this series. Like... <laughs> but also it makes, you, it makes you wonder if like that's why she was attracted to like Mikkel. Because maybe something about him reminded her of Ulrich and she couldn't like put well, like, to that. Cause like, so okay. it's interesting that she ended up marrying Mikkel. Well, because like right. Jonas has the knowledge and can prevent the Marta thing. He can prevent that from <laughs> happening, but Hannah can't prevent it. It's already happened. You know, like, so, yeah, if she's anything like Jonas, this is like messing with her mind. She doesn't talk about it, I guess, in the show, but maybe that's some internal uh, turmoil that's happening with Hannah. I never, wow, never thought about it. Another wrinkle in the weird, incestuous, uh, dark uh, family <laughs> tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously that gets worse as the seasons continue <laughs> yeah and that's and that's part of the reason that that michael conwald's so messed up too later on like on top of everything else he's like he knows that his wife is cheating on him with his dad so <laughs> i know jesus <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this stuff we're talking could... about is dawning on Hannah in the scene that we're talking about. Uh, oh, and she's they travel. All kinds of messed up. She's just, she's just, the world's just been torn open for her. Um, poor Hannah. And, no, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. see her, but you're also like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Hannah. <laughs> but uh, um, oh, I was gonna say uh, before we move on too far, I wanted to get into the music. So I have a couple of clips for you guys. Um, the uh, uh, the first one, while we're on the subject of Jonas, um, this is from one of the scenes of him getting the gas which I forgot about this scene. It's a really cool scene of him like playing. He plays like this Elvis song really loudly so they could distract uh, uh, mm -hmm. the apocalypse raiders or whatever and get, get their gas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought the song though had uh, some lyrics that I thought might apl apply to um, the themes in general. So here's Elvis's Suspicious Minds. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a great. It's a good song. What you doing to me? I just want. Yeah. Every time I was clipping this one, I kept on like letting it play, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta clip this." Um, I also love that scene because it's one of the few sort of like humorous scenes that we get in this show. It's like yeah, it has right? this like lighthearted feel to it that like never happens. It almost sort of like breaks up the yeah. It almost reminded me of something in like in a Marvel movie. Like this is like how they play like something Ant Man would do. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it really, it's a fun, like, montage in general. Like, you know, there's mm -hmm. this suspense. Like, you don't know if he's going to get caught for a second. Like, and then, you know, it works out. Mm -hmm. And then he does get caught. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that he said, it says, you know, the lyrics literally, we're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Like, he is, like, just by being in the future, he is caught in a trap. Like he, he, or they all are, you know. Well, yeah, they all are, but yeah, that's true. Right, but that's he's the only one that understands trapped. the significance of it at this right. point. He's trapped in the future. Yeah. Can't find a way out. Yeah. And I like, and I, I'd like to think that because I love you too much, baby, is like him thinking about uh, Marta and like, right. kind of right. like maybe deciding, like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care if she's my aunt. I need to get back to her. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's kind of why he decides not to bring Mickle back because then, you know, he loses Martha if he, you know, in season one. And oh, so, yeah, like, that's all true. What happens is because he refuses to, like, let yeah. go of her even though he knows that she's his aunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of one of the cruxes of this, uh, is like this story's version of star crossed lovers, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like every lyric on this like connects, but I think that they are very intentional with their music choices in this show. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, uh, it's a really great, a great choice for it, but there is another song that they used in, um, one of these episodes and it's something that I think pretty much everyone's familiar with. 
And uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play the clip from the show. Uh, here we go. Die französische Delegation kommt diese Woche ins AKW. Ich schaff's einfach nicht. Kein Problem. Ich habe ja nichts anderes zu tun. Regina! Ich kann das wirklich öfters machen. Regina! Hast du die bloß aufgetrieben? Sieht ja aus wie Gretchen. Quatsch. Yeah, I wanted to uh, to actually have the clip from the show. Uh, uh, first of all, so you can hear the voices, but like uh, just just how casually they throw it in the background of that scene. Like mm-hmm. it's everyone knows the Rick Roll. Like it's not it's world it's world known at this point. Everyone knows what it is, and I, I think this is one of those things. Again, the writers of this show like do have a great sense of humor. Uh, it's just, you know, it's not at the forefront of the show a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, I think there's one of those moments where it's literally them like trolling, uh, uh, everyone. Um, but it also, it does follow kind of the theme of this Elvis song of like, never going to give you up. Like, you know, because it's that kind of, you know, I, you know, would do anything to make this work kind of feeling. Um, so, I mean, it does... Theme. Yeah, it does thematically, technically fit, but I do think that this is like this is them having a having a goof. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did I do have a, a a fun fact about this that I found out. Um, this, if you follow the timeline correctly, this is actually a month early because it didn't go on the radio waves till July of nineteen eighty seven. And this is June 1987. So uh, uh, Rick Astley's traveling through the future or traveling through time within this show. Um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that they were like, probably looked that up and they're like, eh, close enough. It works. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was really fun though that they included that. That was, uh, that was a, uh, I wasn't, of all places, Dark was the last show I was expecting that from. You know what I mean? but um yeah let's uh we haven't talked about egon's death yet uh that's been foreshadowed in these episodes um uh a phone call and he's like talking about uh either giving results yeah well it's that that there's a health diagnosis Mm -hmm. it's that ominous doctor call yep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yep, yep. Um, and then um, he's following the uh, lead from the last season, which was the, you know, why did... Uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, he's wondering why Helga took the, the forest road. And uh, Helga is just, I think, finally recovering from his car accident. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he decides to pay Helga a visit. And... Helga basically starts to unravel into the the older Helga we're more familiar with um, in yeah. that scene. Um, but yeah, his his uh, his following the trail though eventually leads him to Ulrich again. Um, yeah, uh, because um, I think he's just trying to collect any sort of information he can. Um, 
I forget exactly why he's going to Ulrich, but he is going to Ulrich. Um, and uh, oh, because he's well, he's looking through his notes and uh, following up on like old leads that were never like tied up. And then he asks, "What happened to the man who we arrested for the murder of those kids at the construction site?" Yeah. And then he finds out that that man has been institutionalized for thirty years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes and he finds it's Ulrich, but obviously doesn't know it's Ulrich because he's an old man now. Yeah. And this is, this is a scene that like, really it's like another, uh, uh, floundering on Egon's part because Ulrich looks at him and he says the line, um, oh, is it, uh, I, my only aim is to take uh, many lives, the more, the better I feel, which yeah. I think was Ulrich's like kind of code word to Egon, like, Hey, do you understand what's going on yet? You know? And then Egon is just like, oh, I've heard that before. And he doesn't like put the pieces together. Um, was that a lyric from one of the metal songs that like young Ulrich listened to? Yes. Yes. It's... And then uh, Aegon was like, why do you listen to this crap or whatever? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Because like he says it. So he um, yells it to Egon um, in 1920 uh, or 1953. He yells that lyric to Egon, but then Egon hears it as an old man from young Ulrich's bedroom. He right, picks right. up the record and he's like, he reads it off and he's like, he's like where have I heard this, this before? And yeah. then, yeah, then eight months later, Egon hears it a third time from Ulrich again. Mm -hmm. So he's heard it from Ulrich three times, but he hasn't put, put the together. pieces together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ulrich is just kind of like taunting him this whole time. Yeah, Ulrich, he, because like yeah. that's the really messed up thing. He's like, Ulrich could really like help Egon out in this moment. But he's like, nah. Yeah, he's like, yo, you die, you, you, you die this week anyway. Who cares? I read it in the paper. And Egon's like, just like, what? what? How do you know? How do you, you know, probably like, how do you know about my health stuff? Um, but and how did you read it in the paper? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, you read about it, or does he just say you're gonna die soon? No, he, he does says, say that he read about. He says he read about it in the paper. Does yeah, he? he read about it in the paper in the future. Yeah. I'm assuming. Right. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's the and so poor Egon doesn't get the he doesn't pick the pieces up and he doesn't realize that there's a lot more going on. I mean, it's it's not you know hard to to empathize though. I mean. Why would you jump to the conclusion that time right, travel right. is happening? <laughs> Obviously, time travel is why yeah. I keep hearing quote over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of like Clausen at this point. He's like, he, he's, he's still in the realm of reality, and right. he has not yet, you know, started to think about uh, sci-fi shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Egon and Ulrich's kind of spiraling story seems to continue uh with their plots being like connected again um but yeah one thing though uh, uh we definitely need to touch on before we get out of here is uh uh the noah and noah and then claudia and claudia so we have middle noah and young noah mm -hmm. and then we have old claudia and middle claudia and mm -hmm. on both sides of this, uh, um, I guess, chessboard or whatever, they are 
they are influencing their younger selves. So, like, there is this uh, uh, kind of dichotomy that's growing and the sides are being kind of drawn uh, more so than the first season. But, like, yeah, they are, you know, you kind of get to see the different ways that they are influencing their younger selves in these episodes. So, um, you know, obviously with Noah, you get the really brutal scene at the beginning of season one where he kills that dude that was helping him with the, uh, um, the tunnel um because he's lost faith or whatever and uh he mentions i think that's the first time they mention adam maybe is that when they mention adam i forget adam's mentioned at some point in these episodes and you you we get a reveal but um uh yeah so he kills that guy uh and uh, uh that was kind of the way to like prove his i don't know metal to um noah and adam so yeah, like prove his loyalty kind yeah of. so they're going really brutal uh uh with how noah's being formed and shaped into that creepy older guy that he becomes <laughs> yeah um but what about claudia mel you want to take this what is what is claudia doing that's different than that claudia is just more matter of fact but not mean about it She's like, oh, yeah, I remember sitting there. I remember helping you in your love. Oh, mm. man, I feel you. But we got to get a move on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she leaves. Uh, I mean, they both leave a bit of mystery, but um, I feel like she's a little more straightforward about the mystery. Yeah, she, she's not like, mm-hmm. don't question me. She's not mysterious and nefarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, so far, I mean, like, I know it was a little more vague in season one, but it seems more and more like she is a uh, a good entity and Noah is a bad entity. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's definitely, like, showing them as being sort of, like, the opposite, like, the light versus the dark, good versus the Yeah, yeah. Symbolism. And even with the use of Gretchen the dog to A, show the time travel, and B, show that uh, yeah. Claudia is approachable and, yeah. you know, an animal would trust her. Well, that's true. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. That is kind of like, I think that is a, a trope to uh, make someone uh, relatable, um, usually. Mm-hmm. Cops use it all the time. Right. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, there's definitely there. There's more of a good and evil uh, uh, line than in the first season. The first season right. was all about moral ambiguity, mm-hmm. um, and like yeah. And then she, uh, um, as far as like the storyline goes, she uh, old Claudia after teaching or telling young uh, middle yeah. middle Claudia about all of this stuff, uh, then shows her that the uh, suitcase time machine works by using it. And then uh, uh, old Claudia buries the time machine in the past, I think in 53. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then in that same scene, side by side, you see uh, middle Claudia unearthing it. So by the mm-hmm. end of these two episodes, uh, middle Claudia has a time machine now. Yep. So... Um, so that ties up that end of like, how did Claudia become a time traveler? Right. Now we yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, 
and then yeah we've heard even like like we were talking earlier a little bit like we've heard even further along on her storyline in the tapes that uh jonas mm. is hearing so that's the thing about claudia that's so confusing for me is like it's just we're always hearing like we we get like her at different stages like kind of all at once right right you know um but yeah yeah i mean um i think that uh yeah, Noah is like the biggest ego trip, I think. It's like the it's just the 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 worst case scenario of like if you could clone yourself, what would you do? Cuz it's just like I'm just going to feed in as much darkness as I can, which I will feed into my own darkness and it's just like yeah, yeah. Um I like how they portray it. Like mm-hmm. they portray it more like they are it's a clone of him rather than like a person with his own uh will and and you know which just sucks because like it's obviously a cycle with noah like it's an inescapable cycle that he as an old hardened bad person raised the young version of himself in eternity you know so right yeah it does show how everyone is sort of trapped in these sort of like self-repeating cycles of like, I'm this way because my old self influenced my young self and vice versa. So there's no beginning and no end, which is like the common theme of like every mm-hmm. character is their own beginning and their own end. Yeah, And every yeah. scenario is both the beginning and the end at the same time. So it, yeah, it shows yeah. like Claudia influencing herself, every, you know, um, no influencing himself. And so it's almost like the chicken and the egg scenario, like yeah. who came first young Claudia or old Claudia, like they mm-hmm. both exist simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll mention the first episode is even called, uh, uh beginnings and endings. So, right. so um, that makes sense. yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're definitely intentionally, uh, uh, throwing that into this. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think that it's, uh, <laughs> it's really good that they established this, uh, so early on in the season so that there's, you know, a lot that you can, that they can, you know, do with that, um, moving mm-hmm. forward um yeah like i said i forget kind of what's what's happening next in the, the oh, show because yeah. i you know um i'm so invested in what's happening now in the show you know um but uh yeah i think that uh oh there's also the sexy dream we didn't talk about the sexy dream <laughs> there's always one <laughs> there there's J- J- jonas uh has a, a sexy dream about marta and uh wakes up in the future in a cold sweat um that's all there really is to that (laughs) it's important but it's not important right now (laughs) i know it just seems like i'm bringing up a pervy moment but there is a point (laughs) to all this yeah um but uh yeah 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 so i think that we've uh we've mostly covered uh uh this episode like you know jonas he he uh, uh at the end he steps into the the sphere portal time portal thing and who knows where he goes um oh we should actually there is one thing we didn't talk about so the the kind of the way that uh the apocalypse works so there's the there's the event in 1986 (laughs) right and then there's the apocalypse in 2020 right and then there's the sphere thing at the the very end in in 2050 something um so yeah um they, they, i'm bringing this up because they introduce a new form of time travel where it's a sphere thing 
rather than the previous one, which was like a disc in 1986 is what opened up. It was like a disc type thing where the, uh, the dead body fell through. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, no, no, the disc where Helga and him switched. The, the other, the disc where the dead body came through was in 2019. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's, this is just another weird portal that they're adding to the mix. It's not a flat disc. It's a sphere thing. And, um, apparently the flat part is a rift in time. Yeah. A portal is more like a doorway. Yes. Yes. That's, mm -hmm. that's the distinction I'm trying to describe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've been watching Star Trek lately, so I'm on it. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, they they have all the techno babble you need. Yes. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, this one is like you know it's more controllable. This is the like um more like uh, you know exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. To the portal. Yeah. Whereas the in time, they kind of planned it, but. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different element. Well, I like, guess. and this, and you, he, Jonas could touch the portal and, like, take his hand out, which is different oh, from yeah. the other ones, yeah. too. Because, like, the last one he touched, and they, swapped. they swapped. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Helga went somewhere else, and then he went to the distant future. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The ripple thing, the, the rip, I guess, is in all three time periods. But, Right, like, like it's in because because Helga's originally in fifty three. Oh yeah, and I then see. Jonas yeah. is in eighty six. Right. Helga touches the portal in fifty three, goes to eighty six. Jonas <laughs> touches the portal in eighty six, goes to twenty fifty whatever, and then in twenty nineteen the portal just drops the dead kid. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as in nineteen fifty three, I think. Because there's the portal that drops those dead kids too. Oh yeah, right. And so yeah, there's portals the portal everywhere. Is created by the death chair? Yes. I, well, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. There's two different portals though. There's okay. two different flat portals. There's the flat portal where you can touch and you it it it, it sends two yeah. people far, not dead, and then the chair. <laughs> The ta- oh, chair, yeah. I believe, well, we haven't seen confirmation of this necessarily, but the chair, I believe, teleports the dead body just and drops it through a portal. Just drops. I think it's a <laughs> one-way <laughs> interaction. <laughs> and then and then we have this one, which you can interact with and walk through and have a little more control over. So those are the portals. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know the origin of the like god particle sphere. No, like, no, portal no, no, no. Yet we know that right. an apocalypse happened, and there's a wasteland, and now there's this thing in the nuclear. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think what we know so far, guys. Um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna cinch it off and uh, uh, go to our. Uh, plugs, I guess. Uh, do you guys have anything that you guys have been uh, uh, watching or listening to, or do you have anything that you are doing that you want to plug? Mel, you, do you want me to skip you and go to Megan? You look like you need to think. <laughs> oh, I I can go. I okay. All right, Mel, what are your plugs? Uh, just almost done with 
season three of Star Trek Discovery. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't dived into that yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard so many mixed reviews because sure. our brother is Scott. Yeah, well, Scott's very uh, originalist. Yeah, so I know, I know. It's he's it's probably not the best <laughs> perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, just watching a lot of TikTok. <laughs> word, uh, word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting some steady listens on the episode. People have been people have been uh, jamming on it. Uh, Mel did an episode of the album Concept Hour uh, uh, about K-pop. We did BTS. If you guys want to check that out, um, on the album on Anchor FM dot album fuck Anchor FM slash album Concept Hour. <laughs> URLs, man, hard to say. Um, but yeah, anything else, Mel? No, that's about it, really. All right. What about you, Megan? What have you been uh, uh, watching, reading, listening to, or um, place to donate to? Even see. if you have a organization you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been well. I've been watching Orphan Black that came up mm, mm. Um, in our pre-podcast discussion. But yeah. um, I would think that people who are fans of Dark would also like that show doesn't really have similar themes but kind of like the sci-fi um Uh like technology uh, thing is present and the sort of like moral ambiguities around um the proper use of technology is Uh, another theme in orphan black and like what should we do and shouldn't we do with technology yeah yeah um okay and then we were talking about lost you know earlier Um, the leftovers is another show that I love. Okay. One of my favorite shows. Um, one of the creators of lost worked on that show as well. So. Is that on Netflix? It is on HBO. It's on HBO. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen it then. Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. access. Yes. The leftovers is one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen. So. Okay. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, as for me, uh, I have been, uh, I guess I've been watching a lot of star Wars recently. Um, the, the Mandalorian season two ended with a banger. Um, definitely if you're a star Wars fan, you need to see that. And, uh, I've also been watching star Wars rebels, which is like, it's, it's getting better. It's still kind of a kid's show, but I just want the information. Um, and then, um, yeah, I will, uh, I'll plug, uh, the album concept hour side B. Uh, that is our uh, Behind the Paywall podcast. Uh, that is the uh, sister brother podcast to the Album Concept Hour. And uh, we are covering, uh, well, we're completing Sufjan Stevens' 50 States Project, which he only did two of. So uh, we're going to try to find the rest of the states and, uh, and, and cover all the music about those states and uh, you can uh, find that at patreon.com slash flyover state park. And uh, flyover state park is the uh, rebrand of Revolver Audio. And uh, we're going to be doing um, like some Twitch stuff. We're going to be doing some uh, video content and all of that stuff on the horizon. So that is my plug for my Patreon. Even if you just want to support any of the podcasting that I'm doing, um, just go to patreon.com slash flyoverstatepark. Um, but yeah, that's it for, for my plugs. And uh, yeah, when we, uh, uh, we're going to do uh, episodes three and four of season two next time. 
And uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks, thanks, Megan, uh, for for being a guest. Uh, uh, thanks fun. for making the time. Oh, and I know that uh, I know that we said in the last season we were going to try to uh, get couples on for the the show, but uh, uh, obviously that didn't pan out. Um, <laughs> we're going with regular guests. Couples are too hard to book. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you, Megan, for making time for us. Um, thank you, Mel, for being the, uh, the co-host with the Mo-host. And, uh, we will see you guys next time on Travelers, a dark podcast. The Travelers are Mel and Brad LeBaron. Special thanks to Alex Wiley Coyote for the music. Until next time. The end is the beginning. And the beginning is the end of this podcast. This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land.